Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative 10Con Big 7 News Update. And I apologize that we are a tad behind schedule. The old studio here in an undisclosed location uh, was flooded. And thanks to the uh, quick thinking of our dedicated staff members, we were able to save uh, the equipment. It wasn't a huge flood, but we got all that rain. And so it took me a little while to get everything put back together, but I think that we're going to be all right. And let me send a secret message to someone very important going live. That's how we do things around here, sometimes at the last minute. But you know what? As long as conservatism rolls on, that's what matters most. Let me read to you. In addition to the big seven stories that we have going on, Kevin Powers uh, was beginning to wonder if he had missed the program. No, we're just late. We're just late. Let's talk about um, the big seven stories, and we've got some really good ones, uh, some ones that I think that are actually going to make you happy uh, and some that might make you a little sad, but they are big, huge uh, stories going on uh, across the volunteer state. Leave in the comments section, just like Kevin did, uh, where you're watching from, what's going on, and let me read a, an email to you really quick. Here we go. We wanted to let you know here in Blunt County, we replaced three school board members tonight. We came uh, to the summit in McDonald, Tennessee. This is where the Tennessee Freedom Summit was last year. And when we got back, we started attending the Blunt County Coalition meetings uh, hosted by Mark Pulliam. This is a message from Cheryl Wall. We met some other parents and we began a regional chapter of U.S. parents involved in education, Smoky Mountain PIE. We made it our mission to hold the board accountable and when they blew us off, we decided to find people to replace them. And tonight we did three of the four seats that were up were replaced. We are super excited and attribute uh, this to your summit and providing us the opportunity to find our people. And this is from Jennifer Clemmer, uh, Cheryl Wall. And I'm going to be doing an interview uh, with these two ladies and Mark Pulliam. Now listen, this is not one of those raw, raw, red meat uh, BS get-togethers. Uh, where somebody from out of town who doesn't know how to spell Tennessee comes in, gets you all pumped up, you leave, but yet you have no practical way to make a difference. The reason we get everyone together in the room is to equip you with the information, the connections, and the action items you need to make a difference back home in your own local community and up at the State House. And golly, we need a lot of help up there in the General Assembly. Crazy stories about things that are going on right now. Uh, tons of reports that I'm getting all across the state uh, about illegal immigration. And we could have fixed it all in the General Assembly, but we didn't do any of it because leadership isn't behind it. They are pro-illegal immigration uh, in the Tennessee Republican Party. I have no other way to explain why leadership could not push through one single piece of legislation. And things like that need to be changed. And we're going to talk about some of the changes that were made uh, as we go through these stories. This is your last chance. This is the last big seven you're going to get from me before the Tennessee Freedom Summit. And guess what? Next week, you ain't getting a big seven from me because I'll be on the road uh, speaking to a conservative group up and around Nashville. I've also got an interview uh, with a news publication, hopefully, that can uh, bring a few more um, people our way. Uh, and hopefully maybe even inspire some other folks to start their own conservative news publications across the nation similar to ours. So I'm excited about that, and that will take up my time. So when you do not see me for the Big 7 next week, that is why. All right, guys, so do go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. You can get your tickets virtually. You can get your tickets um, live and in person. Those are my preferred tickets. 
But if, if you've got issues, can't get there, dog is sick, uh, cat is lame, uh, the augury uh, bones don't say that it pretends well for you to get on the road, uh, you're in poor health, you just don't want to drive that far, but you want to know what's going on, go there, get your uh, virtual tickets. And we also had an announcement that Mark Green, Congressman Mark Green, will be addressing us. Will be addressing us at the Bold Patriot uh, Brewing Company at the welcome reception. It's going to be a fun time. TennesseeFreedomSummit.com. Switch slides, Jason says. Switch slides. And so we will. Oh, this is a good story. I love this one. Let's talk about it. So nine out of ten Republican candidates running for office uh, ended up getting canned, the ones that were picked. Uh, let me look through here. I think I'm, I'm missing my notes. I gotta find them here. Somehow, some way, we missed these puppies. Let's see. Maybe we got the slides out of order. I don't know. I don't see it. It is not in here. It just picks up with how the Tennessee conservative picks fared at the polls. Jason, we may miss this one, but let me tell you the the the, the long and short of it. And a matter of fact, I may just be able to click. Well, I can't click on this link because I'm doing the live broadcast. Needless to say, this is a good story, and I can remember most of it. Uh, at the polls here recently in the primaries for the Tennessee House, I see even I don't even need the notes to tell you what's going on. At the in the polls, every person that the teachers union gave money to that are running well nine out of ten lost the races. All these woke Democrat teachers unions who want to send their PAC money uh, to the rhinos lost uh, their primaries. And I don't know if it's because the people who would accept money from uh, the teachers unions, I don't know why anybody would accept any money from that corrupt organization that produces, that takes half our tax income thereabout and produces some of the worst results in the nation when you could have taken that same money and put it into a private or homeschooling um, situation and gotten a good uh, a good outcome for our students. Uh, Tennessee Republican leadership seems far more far more worried about keeping the government job factory going and keeping that 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 PAC money flowing into their campaigns than they are about whether or not your kids can read or write. That's the only conclusion I can draw. Uh, I can't remember what president it was. I think it may be Truman. I said the older I get, the more I learn to ignore men's words and observe their actions. And when I look at the legislative actions up at the General Assembly, it, it just baffles me. Uh, kids first, my, you know what. Ain't no kids first in Tennessee. There's unions first, there's government employees first, there's, there's votes first, and there's money in the, the campaign account first. And if the, kids, if the kids get a little attention, well, maybe we can throw them a little attention every once in a while. But primarily, we've just set up this big, huge government babysitting apparatus in our state. And everybody that received money from that corrupt organization that doesn't give a rip about your kids and would rather indoctrinate them than instruct them uh, and lead them astray, uh, you know, I think that is, uh, I think that is right. So, so what is it? Jason says that he, I think I picked up the outline from last week. Jennifer, if you're watching this, let's see how quick you can spring into action. Uh, maybe Jason just send that thing to Jennifer and call her and see if she can run that thing in here to me right now. We're not going to stop the live read here. We're just going to keep marching on. Maybe I did print up the one from last week. You know what? I'm not a broadcast professional. That is one thing that you learn when you turn into the Tennessee uh, conservative. I'm not a journalist. 
I'm not a media mogul. I am not uh, someone who uh, does this professionally. I've got another gig that I do, uh, much like you do, and uh, that is the deal. So what are some other things that I'd like to talk about? Uh, I'd like to talk about illegal immigration briefly. I know I touched on that uh, until Jennifer brings in my notes in here uh, appropriately. So these, these are the notes from last, last week. I did not do a good job. Apparently, I picked the wrong ones out and printed them off in haste. Uh, I, I printed the right ones, uh, but the printer didn't work, and then Jennifer had to make the printer work, and then I apparently printed out last week's. So I'm getting all these emails and these text messages about illegal aliens, which I've been getting for months now. Months now. Bus loads of people dropped off at Social Security offices. Uh, bus loads of people dropped off here and there. And Jason, if you're watching this and if you can't get... Um, if you can't get, okay, she's on it. Well, thank you very much. See, I've got a dedicated staff. They're, they're, they're picking it up. And that's one reason you should go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support and help us because it requires not just me. It requires other people to make this stuff happen. And so I get these, these messages. And we had legislation last year that would have stopped the transport of illegal aliens, would have made it illegal for companies to do it in the state. Thank you for bringing me this. Uh, would have been able to make it illegal, but we didn't do it. Uh, we had legislation that would have made it illegal uh, for you to have to fund uh, education for for people that come here from outside of the country. That's not your responsibility. You got enough on your plate. We had legislation uh, that that could have made it uh, harder uh, for the for the employment magnet to be turned on in Tennessee. That got killed too. And so as we start running these stories, which we're going to do in abundance heading into this next legislative session, I just wonder how much uh, of an outcry it's going to take from um, how much of an outcry it's going to take from the electorate to finally get this fixed. I don't know. Back to the real story. Nine out of ten House Republican candidates supported by the Tennessee Education Association lost the primary. The Tennessee Education Association, the Teachers Union, chose to support the campaigns of several Republicans vying for a seat in the Tennessee House, but only one of the GOP politicians they chose won the primary. TA's top investment for Republican candidate was Donnie Hall in District 32. They gave him $12,700. Monty Fritz, who we endorsed, kicked his butt. The TEA spent $12,500 to support uh, the campaign of Gabrielle Fancher. Uh, District 13, he lost to candidate Robin Stevens. District 64's Jason Gilliam received 11000 but lost to incumbent Scott Sapicki, who we endorsed. Now, let me ask you this. Why is the teachers' union supporting a challenger over a really good representative, Scott Sapicki, on, on the education committee? Like, why, why is that happening? Scott's on the, on the job. He's doing a good job. We endorsed him. Why is the teachers' union trying to get a challenger? You know why? Two words. School choice. They don't want your kids to have any choices in school, these teachers' unions. They want them to fail. They've been failing them for decades now. They want that failure to continue so that they can get paid. They don't give a rip about these kids. Sickening. District 24. Troy Weathers received 10000 but lost to Kevin Raper. District 20 incumbent Bob Ramsey received five grand from the TEA. He was in our Rhino report. And the organization sent out a mailer to Democrats in his district encouraging them to vote in the Republican primary for him. Ramsey lost to Brian Ritchie, who we endorsed. 
There you have it. There you have it. District 61's Bob Ravner also received five grand from the teachers' unions but lost to Gino Bolso. This just keeps getting better. They said, I, I told you there's going to be some good news. For those of you who actually hang on in my podcast, past the blathering, 43, Bobby Robinson received 4000 from the TA but lost to incumbent Paul Sherrill. Incumbent District 40, Terry Lynn Weaver, who I wish we could have kept, received the least of any Republican candidate, and she lost the, the primary to candidate um, Michael Hale. And then Jeff Eby's campaign contributions do not show a monetary donation from the TEA, but the organization sent a mailer to Democrats in his district encouraging them to vote for the Republican primary, but he lost to Jody Barrett. William Brock Martin received ten grand and won the primary in District 79, receiving 56.3% of the votes. Only Brock Martin, who probably is not very conservative, I don't know that for sure. I mean, they gave some money to Terry Lynn Weaver, um, and she's conservative, but the rest of these people, many of which we know aren't conservative, so I, I don't know Brock Martin's story. He doesn't show up. Uh, often I can't keep up with them. There's a hundred of them. I can keep up with the worst ones and the best ones. All the bench warmers in the middle, which we don't need any more bench warmers. Um, it's hard to keep up with. All right. Let's go on to the next slide. Only two counties in Tennessee reported more than 50% voter turnout in the most recent election. Voter turnout was low in the most recent election this month. Only two counties recorded more than 50% of voters showing up to the polls. This is interesting to me. Knotts County had the most, 59.06%, and Scott County came in second with 52.26%. If you are watching from Scott County or around Scott County uh, or around Knotts County, if you'd leave in the, in the comments section, even if you watch this after it's been recorded, tell me why. Why was the voter turnout so high there? Moore County had the lowest turnout of all Tennessee counties with just 3.62% of registered voters uh, going to vote. I guess, I don't know, 3.62%. I'd like to see the numbers on that. That's probably pretty low. Just 11% of registered voters voted earlier absentee. Uh, thir- uh, 132,720 fewer votes than two years ago. In some cases, the votes in the primaries decided some races even before the November election and races where no independents or Democrats in the Republican primary uh, winner won the election. We have a list of voter turnout for all 95 counties. If you'll go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com uh, and pull a list of who was elected for all the county mayor executive boards. Look at that. Look at that. All right. Next story. More school stuff. More school stuff. The schools. Schools are doing so well in Tennessee. Boy, half the money. This is where it goes. Government babysitting. Tennessee teachers being trained to use preferred pronouns of students due to proposed Title IX changes. We will corrupt the minds of children in Tennessee public schools if we can get a dollar for it. It's almost like in Tennessee, and I've just watched this, this has just been the case. If we can get a dollar for it, everything the, the Republican Party platform, we just throw that under the bus. Right. If we can get some federal dollars, if we can get some COVID dollars, if we can get some corporate dollars, who gives a crap about principal? Our sources tell us that Tennessee school teachers are being trained to use the preferred pronouns of students that they must keep the knowledge hidden from parents in some cases. If you got to hide something from somebody's parents, probably not doing the right thing. 
Title IX of the Education Amendments of, of 1972 states that no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, deny benefits of, or subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. For 50 years, the definition of sex meant biological sex. Well, there ain't another kind. But, 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 the Biden administration is proposing changes that Title IX would make the definition of sex include sexual orientation and gender identity, people who like to pretend. And then you've got government employees taking your tax dollars to corrupt, confuse, depress. You know, we talked about uh, on the Alex Abernathy show, who's going to be speaking uh, at the Tennessee Freedom Summit, about how when they had this Blunt County Gay Pride Festival where drag, cre drag queens, men in, in panties, were spread eagle in front of kids while they took pictures because that's good family fun um, that the suicide rate was exceptionally high in I would call the gender confused community well, why is that I think it's probably because when you try to be something you're not in life because you lack uh, the foundations a good family um, when you when you live a way that is not consistent with biblical teaching because, I mean, I'm telling you, uh, I have tried to live, and sometimes I still do try to live, outside of those bounds. It does not turn out well. It never does. Uh, you know, if you, you can ignore gravity, you can ignore aerodynamics, uh, you know, build a square plane, that's fine. You can try to put it through the air, it will fall apart. You try to put your life uh, through the world, uh, trying to be something you're not, it, it, it causes things to go awry. And here we have government money coming in to confuse these kids for a dollar. Let's ruin these kids' lives for a dollar. Using the wrong pronoun to refer to another student could land the child or teacher in hot water facing the possible Title IX investigation and punishment. Sources confirmed to us that at least one student in a Tennessee school last year had been on the receiving end of school discipline for not using another student's preferred pronoun. Amazing. Guys, I ain't going to spend a lot of time on this, but I want to thank all of you. Uh, we got some checks this week. Not a bunch, but I'm telling you, every check helps us. When you're when you're as thinly funded as we are, uh, every check helps. Tennessee Conservative, you can mail those to 1523 East 27th Street if this place hasn't been carried off by a flood. Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. You know, Get your pen and your paper out. Uh, write us an old-fashioned check. I read all the notes. I appreciate it. I respond by mail. I got a pile a list of people I've carried around in my car to just get on the phone and call, but I have not done it. Uh, I'm behind. I'm behind on a lot of things. I've been focused on this event, uh, moving into this new house. It, it's been tough. So at any rate, and you can go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com/support. And when you give anything, we will send you this "Don't California My Tennessee" bumper sticker, this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. If you give fifty dollars or more, or a ten dollar recurring donation or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. This is about to be a vintage tumbler, a collector's item, because we're going to change this up a little bit here soon. We're, we're, we got a, a little, a few more. And then we're going to be sending out this this directory. Jason, I don't know when we will get the updated directory. Call down there to Nash Vegas. Ask those people when they're going to have the, the correct state reps up. It may be a little while longer. I don't think they actually take office and assume their responsibility to January. I believe that's how it goes. I think Jason sent me an email about that. So that is one thing to consider. Please do it. You know, I got an email. 
got got a little under my collar. And I get these emails all the time. Oh, I I agree with what you do. And I'm thinking about supporting y'all, thinking about it. I might support y'all, but you support XYZ candidate. Or you mentioned something about I don't like them, so I can't I can't do it. I get so damn tired of hearing that stuff. There are people that like candidates, and there are people that hate candidates, and they're all on our list. I can't help it that you've got some personal beef, political beef, etc. We got another message this week. Some organization that's with us at the Tennessee Conservative and our values like 95% of the time, their parent organization ain't as good as they need to be on one particular issue, which the local chapter is just about quit talking about it all. Oh, I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And, they, and they're all these people... These marginalized conservatives that only want to gripe, whine, and complain. It's like instead of putting their money where their mouth is or their time where their mouth is, they just want to put their mouth where their mouth is instead of getting involved in the game. And it's like they look harder to find a reason not to get involved and to gripe and complain than to get involved. Don't be that person. And you can send your emails to complaints. Complaints at TennesseeConservativeNews.com if you don't like the way this is, is being given to you for free. Complaints at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Now, it's going to bounce back when you send it there, but rest assured we have received it. Or you could print it out. You could print out your complaints. You could roll it up real tight. Uh, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Moving right along. Moving right along to the next thing. This is funny. This is a funny story. Well, it's not. This is a sad story. This is a sad story, but... Um, Next time, Jennifer, if you print these off, download them in Word first. Always got to download them in Word. Otherwise, they are all cray-cray. Next slide. So the elite Nashville all-schools, uh, all-girls schools enacts new gender diversity policy to admit boys who identify as girls. If you are an alumni of Harpeth Hall, or if you know of someone who's an alumni of Harpeth Hall, take a clip of this, edit it down, Get this thing sent out to all the Harpeth Hall alumni. I bet you see alumni donations dry up. I bet you see attendance dry up. All the money in these private schools come from, and I bet Harpeth Hall in particular, probably a lot of it comes from widows who have traditional values, who do bequests, and who make major gifts. And I'm here, I'm, I'm talking to you. If you're a Harpeth Hall alumni and you give this school any money, I call down there and say, "Hey, I was thinking about doing a bequest. You can, you can, until this policy changes, you can take my half million, a million dollars, and you can lay it aside." You know, I had made a two hundred fifty thousand dollar pledge to Harpeth Hall. I've changed my mind. You know, I was going to give to the to the to the campaign for Harpeth Hall and and serve on the board, but you can just take my name off if we're going to have boys competing in girls' sports, if we're going to have boys in the locker rooms. Uh, etc. with the girls. That's that's really not why we have all-girls schools, so that boys who are confused can attend. That's what my recommendation would be. Let's read on. A Nashville elite all-girls school, Harpeth Hall, has enacted a new policy to allow applications from individuals who identify as females regardless of their biological sex. Parents of the girls who attend the school received an email that stated the girls would be following the new policy with an attached document about gender diversity policy that explained the admissions policy. The school's gender philosophy reads as follows, Harpeth Hall, <laughs> and somebody posted something online that we shared that said Harpeth Balls as their new logo. That is terrible. 
but I mean, it's just, you can't make this stuff up. I never thought I'd be living. I wonder what they thought. Never mind. I'm just going to leave it alone. Harpeth Hall is a girls' school. The school culture is uniquely and distinctly about girls, complete with the use of references to students as girls and young women and the collective use of female pronouns. Any student who identifies as a girl may apply to our school. Students who join and remain at Harpeth Hall do so because our mission as a school for girls resonates with them. If I were a parent, I'd yank my kid out of that school faster than you could say Harpeth Hall. If I were an alumni, I wouldn't give another dime. And I'd get on the phone, I'd get on the Facebook groups, I'd get on the emails, I'd get on the text messages. I'd text every alumni and every every board of trustees. I'd put my money somewhere else. The new policy was created by the school board of trustees at the request of school leadership. The elite college prep school for girls, grades 5 to 12, dates back to 1865 with notable alumni including Reese Witherspoon, singer Amy Grant, and comedian Grand Ole Opry, uh, regular Minnie Pearl. I'm sure Minnie Pearl would agree with this. Howdy! What? Boys? In girls' schools? I don't think so. Harpeth Hall follows in the, food, uh, the footsteps of Bernard College. Now, the footsteps are bigger now because they're being made by men. Bernard College, an all-girls uh, all school in New York City. I'm sure that the alumni of Harpeth Hall match the alumni at, uh, at Bernard in New York City. I'm sure they're very compatible and almost all identically the same, politically speaking. That in 2016 executed a policy that they would uh, consider admission of applicants who consistently live and identify as wis uh, women, well, women regardless of the gender assigned to them at birth. How in the world, how in the world do you, with a straight face, teach anything in an academic environment if you can't set some kind of baseline for what is true or not. I don't see how you do it. How do you tell the girls, okay, now if somebody pretends they're X, they're X, you got to act like it's X. Well, then why can't we pretend that? Once you start pretending, this is my deal, once you start pretending and once you start ignoring reality, all bets are off. And the reason they like doing this, the communists and the socialists, it's because if they can get you to bend the reality of words on what everything means, that means that, well, what's a recession? Well, what's a good economy? Well, what's justice mean? Well, what's freedom mean to you? Oh, well, freedom means doing what the government says and being locked up in a cage. That's freedom. What do you mean? I mean, this is the whole brainwashing stuff. If you can change the definitions of, of words and, and there's no commonly agreed upon anything, well, you can do whatever you want to. Disgusting. Next slide, Jason says. State stalls on approval of families for school voucher program. I'd have never thought this would have happened. As school begins for Shelby County Schools and Metro Nashville Public Schools, the state has yet to accept any students into the newly approved voucher system and has not approved any schools to accept those vouchers. Governor Lee ran on a school choice platform. It was in his 10 for 10 promises. He's kept one of them. Kind of like the teachers union's winning record on Republican primary candidates. He's kept one promise out of the 10. Go back and read them. He was going to fight illegal immigration. Instead, he's encouraged it. He said he was going to stand up for our constitutional rights. Instead, he ran over in the last two years. Still lets a lot of it be ran over today. 
Something else he was promised he was going to do is school choice. We've known that we were going to get probably a yes from the Tennessee Supreme Court, at least a possible yes. No plan was put in place to fast-track this crap. Let's just leave these kids in a failing school for another year. Terrible. The Tennessee Department of Education says it has neither approved or denied any of the applications received by either families or schools at this point. The program, which was approved in 2019, known as the Educational Savings Account, is set up to allow eligible students in both Shelby and Davidson County to receive funding to help cover the cost of private school tuition because school sucks so bad. It's dangerous to be in them, academically and otherwise. Both school systems challenged the program, but the Tennessee Supreme Court eventually opted not to block the program. Prior to the courts giving the go-ahead, Governor Lee stated that over 2,000 families had given notice of their intention to participate. However, recently reported numbers show that very few families have actually applied now that it's official. Guys, if you know of somebody who's in Shelby or Davidson County, apply for this. Please, please, please get the word out. If you're living in Nashville, if you're living in Memphis or around there, post on Facebook. Put a link to the place that people can apply. Let's get folks out of these failing government schools. As Monday, only 30 families had completed the application. I mean, how terrible of a job are you doing in state government when you have a new program like this rolling out and you can't get people into it? Additionally, only 40 private schools applied to accept the vouchers by the end of that application period before the program uh, website was relaunched. There's a list of more than 60 schools that expressed interest. <sighs> the government. They can't patch the roads. They can't deliver the mail. They can't process paperwork. Oh, but what we're going to do, we're going to give them the very complex, difficult, and challenging role of educating people. That is a complex, complicated service. The government does nothing complex and complicated well. When it does anything well, it has to spend 5, 10, 15 times more than the private sector to get mediocrity. While we are still in the government education business, given the record and how it gobbles up so much in the way of resources, is amazing to me. Next story. Family Values Organization shares to take back uh, shares back-to-school checklist for parents. Capital Resource Institute has a checklist for parents with children heading back to the school for the start of a new academic year. It's a nonprofit organization working to preserve and advance the cultural uh, values of traditional family. CRI says that Tennessee schools are increasingly being used as an indoctrination centers rather than focusing on reading, writing, and mathematics. Well, no crap. Progressive groups have made schools a testing ground for personal ideologies. We just talked about some of them. And elevated uh, the education system to a shrine to social engineering. Boy, that's well said. Radical sex education. Agreed. And the promotion of gender identity, pretending to be something you're not, as if that would ever cause any psychological damage. The checklist has questions for parents and caregivers to consider while reviewing students' textbooks and learning materials. CRI says that the vast majority of school districts rely on opt-out policies for sex ed over opt-in policies. It's hard reading this stuff to y'all some days. According to CRI, this is a deceptive and burdensome tactic meant to clear the way for them to carry out their extremist agenda without parental interference. CRI says that only way 
To be sure you can protect your children is for parents to opt out of all such lessons. The Parental Rights uh, Council has an opt-out uh, form that parents may use uh, to opt their children out of uh, all surveys. The, the checklist reminds parents to learn what clubs their kids are active of on school campus. Parents may also inquire about their school's district policy on student organizations. Guys, I think if you go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, you look at the article we just shared in the comments section, these will all be in the show notes, then you've got a place that you can go and get this thing. I mean, I hate, for those of you who are stuck in government schools, it's, it's a shame. Kevin says to homeschool them. I believe they should do it. Next story. Jefferson County Commission calls on General Assembly to give school districts the option of elected superintendents. Well, it couldn't be any worse than what we got now. We might as well elect them. At least we'd know who to blame and we could kick them out if the results sucked. Jefferson County Commission approved a resolution calling on the General Assembly to enact legislation that would provide local school districts, cities, counties for uh, option of electing their school superintendents. Well, in my experience, asking the General Assembly to do something that is widely popular and obviously needs to be done, you, you might as well go beg from a statue. You can practice disappointment. Because I've sent survey after survey to the General Assembly on illegal immigration, school choice, social media censorship. Oh, but we got the PAC money. We got those corporate overlords up there telling everybody how it's going to be, spending $450,000 per elected official up there, whining, dining, expensive bourbon steak dinners. It's hard. To, well, you throw the constituents under the bus for a little bit of pack money and, and a few good dinners while we're up there. The resolution states that voters of a school district, city, or county deserve the right to elect school superintendents that Public uh, Act 535 of 1992 fundamentally changed the way school superintendents are chosen by disenfranchising voters that would otherwise be able to choose school superintendents by election and that elected superintendents would be grounded in their communities and co connected to their constituents by campaign activities. I agree. If we, if we elected... Uh, our superintendent here in Hamilton County, you would have a more conservative superintendent than what we get through the school board, rest assured. And that, I believe that would be the case in most counties. And when you looked at the reading scores, and when you looked at the math scores, and when you looked at the crime, and the teen pregnancy, and the drugs, and the bullying, and so forth, and if you didn't like the way things were going, every X years you'd kick the person out, and that's how it should be. The Jefferson County Resolution emphasizes that school superintendents manage a substantial amount of public funds and that appointed directors work at the pleasure of their respective school boards and not directly accountable to the voters. Liberals have long argued in favor of appointed school directors, of course. But the fact is, we got poor performance in Tennessee. Two bills were considered by the Tennessee General Assembly in the 2002 legislative session concerning a return to elected school superintendents. Student, uh, Senate Bill 1010 and uh, House Bill 1228, sponsored by Senator Chandis Bowling and Representative Paul Sherrill, respectively, were deferred to summer study. And we got better things to do. We got better things to do than to worry about making schools better. We'll just do that next year. Next year meaning never. And the Education House Subcommittee and uh, SB 1954 and HB 2079, sponsored by Senator Frank Nicely and Representative David Wright, respectively, failed in the Senate Education Committee in a tie vote. Somebody needs to ask for um, somebody needs to ask for the the people that are over these education committees in both the House and the Senate. I, I can't speak to the Senate very well, but Mark Hall needs to be replaced. I sent a message to Cameron Sexton 
asking him, given the performance of education in Tennessee, given the fact that Mark Hall uh, voted against school choice uh, for the bottom 10% and for uh, the taxpayer funding of illegal immigration education in our state, and uh, that he recently came out and said he'd do anything he could to keep Hillsdale College from improving the educational outcomes for kids in Tennessee because he's bought and paid for by the teachers' unions. Why are we keeping people like that with such terrible academic achievement records on these committees and leadership positions to kill legislation that might actually help things? I mean, I know Randy McNally ain't going to change anything, but I mean, he's going to rot away up there. I mean, they'll roll him out in a gurney probably. He'll be up there forever. But Cameron Sexton, on the other hand, has like political ambitions, I'm certain, of some sort, probably to run for governor. The educational record thus far has not been very good underneath his watch. It's been terrible. And I think we need to inject some new leadership on that board. I haven't heard back from him. It's funny. Once you become effective as a, cons a conservative news organization, they don't like you. They don't like being held accountable. Uh, they'll answer and talk to the liberal news outlets all day long because guess what liberal news outlets want? Failing government schools. As long as government schools are open, they don't care what the outcomes are for them. Conservatives want schools that perform. That's why I'm always after them about the poor performance of our schools and how it impacts the kids. And so people in leadership do not like it. And that's why they don't get back to us. So, you know what I know now. Guys, if you want to stop some of these shenanigans, if you want to put an end to some of this nonsense, we've got a great opportunity to do it. Come down. See me at the Tennessee Freedom Summit, live or virtually. Uh, hit that link right now. Well, I'm on fixed income. Well, we got some bills coming in. Well, maybe next time. I'm telling you guys, endlessly complaining on Facebook and to other people that you know who are conservative does not get Jack Doodley squat done. There is a point of diminishing returns for doing that, and it is about five minutes. So if you spend more than about five minutes doing that a year, you have wasted your time. Instead, spend your time doing something practically helpful. Go to the Tennessee Freedom Summit. And if you're like, you know what, Brandon? I ain't going to do any of that crap. I ain't going to knock on a door, call on anybody. <sighs> But I'll give you some money because you seem to be doing a lot of it yourself. It helps us find subscribers. It helps us get our content out in front of folks. It helps us put on events like this. I am going to commit to, at next year's summit, uh, putting on a very good, fantastic, um, excellent candidate training for those who want to attend that. I'm going to be doing stuff, but I need money to do it. I'm, I'm not putting any more of my money in this puppet, guys. I put in all the seed money. And if this thing goes away, you can just you can look around at the other conservatives who are on our subscriber list. So this is why this puppy was in the in the political graveyard, in the press graveyard. Uh, we will see what the demand for uh, this is. I need your help. I need you to come out here to this Tennessee Freedom Summit. We've already got a good crowd, but I want to make it a great crowd of people that really care about what's going on in the state. And I'll tell you how you know what people care about. You watch where they spend their time, and you watch where they spend their money. Everything else is just theater. It is just theater. Virtue signaling theater. And I believe we've had enough of that after the past two years. So, what's going on? What's going on with the Lewis family this weekend? I know this is why everybody hangs on to the very end. I tell you about my weekend plans. 
I don't know why we decided to put this in the show. I guess I did. I'm a talker. This is the, po the point in which the rest of you who, who just only come here for the news, uh, you can log off. So what's going on this weekend? Uh, my best friend of 30-some-odd years is coming up. Um, you know, I don't really care what I do with my buddies. Uh, I just mainly want to spend time with them. Like, I just like to piddle and waste time as long as I'm with somebody I like. Uh, I got some hobbies I personally enjoy, but that doesn't mean your buddies always enjoy them. So sometimes you go do stuff that they like. Uh, but one thing that I like, I like old comic books for nostalgia's sake. I don't collect them. Um, I, I like going to comic book conventions. Why? I don't know. Because me and Tommy have been doing it for 30 years together. We started, you know, in a T-top Camaro back in back in the 90s, uh, going to one down in Atlanta, back before it was big. Uh, there's one. It's going to be at Camp Jordan Arena. So I'm going to go there. Uh, with Tommy, my best friend, is coming in about five o'clock. He's gonna pick me up here at the office. I got a bad bearings in the FJ Cruiser. Had to drop it off at the auto mechanic today. Um, I'm about to do an interview with some of these folks from Blount County, which I'm excited about. And uh, then what else we're we gonna do? I got that going on. Sylvia's best friend's sleeping over tonight too. We're gonna go to the comic book convention. I'm sure I'll get into something, probably go to the gym after Tommy goes home on Saturday. We're going to go to church this Sunday. We've missed the last two Sundays. I think one Sunday we were in Knoxville, we were at a baptism, so that's, you know, we didn't really miss church. The last Sunday we had a, a big birthday party and tons of family in, and I ended up skipping church to go to the world's longest yard sale. I don't know, they might re revoke my card. I'm not sure. Hopefully I'm still saved. I know I am. I'm just joking. And uh, we're going get, to get to church, get back on a regular schedule. School starts next week. Can't believe it. Summer has been very short. The busier you are, the shorter your summers are. And this has been the busiest summer on record for the old Lewis family. That's it. That's what I'm getting into this weekend. Probably do some choring. I burned a bunch of boxes last night. You know, put a big hole in those on later, I'm certain. Um, burned a bunch of boxes last night. Uh, set some mouse traps in the house. We got mice. We live out in the woods. Uh, so we've got more mice than I think we previously had. Um, so I'm trying, we're trying to figure out where the mice are. And uh, you know what? There's a couple of places I didn't check. We may have a rodent that is uh, presently expired in a couple of places. i got to go check my traps. So that's what I've been up to. Very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. You know, a lot of these people uh, try to put on this big celebrity air about all the stuff that they do. Um, you're just getting the straight. You're just getting the straight business. And, uh, I'm not much of a celebrity or a, a talking head. Uh, I just put it out there, and the folks that like it, like it, and the folks that don't, uh, what is it? <laughs> Bill Buckley wrote a, a short book of essays that said, cancel your own GD subscription. And, <laughs> and often I will reply uh, without the explicatives uh, to people that complain to me about picky Yoon things. If it's, if it's good constructive criticism, in particular from people that have helped us uh, I always listen. I never take advice or never take criticism from people you wouldn't take advice from. That's a good quote. I'll leave you with that. Brandon Lewis here. Love you, mean it. Keep sending your prayers. Keep sending your letters. Keep sending your donations. But most of all, if at all possible, send your little tiny honey up to Nashville uh, or put your little tiny honey in a pair of whitey tidies or granny panties and set it home. You, I don't care what you wear, uh, and join us, get some tickets virtually. Go to TennesseeFreedomSummit.com, and hey, podcast, baby, go get the podcast. I'm a listener more than a watcher. 
So go uh, wherever you get Spotify, uh, iTunes, etc. Check out the Tennessee Conservative. Uh, just look for Tennessee Conservative. Subscribe and hit hit the five-star review. Say something nice about us if you can. Love you, mean it. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis, signing off.